I, I love the premise of the show. Smart people talking about dumb shit. I think it's dumb people talking about smart shit. Oh, we go where we not supposed to go, baby. The Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Andrew Schultz. We are the Brilliant Idiots Podcast, and it's official. This is the first episode of the Brilliant Idiots ever. Give it up to us. Hey. We got to put the press release out. We had to get it right, bro. We had to, you know, I mean, it takes time to make things great. That's and right. I, what was it? About a decade of really practicing. 10 years. Out episodes, 10 years. 10 years. Like yeah. Learning chemistry, learning what yeah. we're both great at. I think most, I think more people should wait 10 years before they launch a podcast. That's I why so much garbage out now. You, They just think, oh, wow, there's a microphone and we're friends. We should have a podcast. That's right. Put in the work. Put in the fucking work, yo. Yeah. It took us a decade. Um, we're going to put out a press release to let everybody know that Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the God are finally launching a podcast called The Brilliant Idiots. It's a great time. That's okay. What so, a time to be alive. Great so, idea. So, great so, title. Too. Great title, right? Yeah, title's, yeah. Fire. title's fire. The title is fire. Yeah. So if you check out, uh, you know, our first episode and it has like 400,000, 500,000, you know, downloads, just know. Yeah. Just know. This doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. Mm. It, no. it, it happens over 10 years of night. 10 years. 10 yeah. years. This is really nice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's not done. done yet. It's not done. No, we have certain things that we need to add. Okay, what are we missing? Um, we, I think we need a beautiful painting right here. Doesn't it feel like it deserves something historic? Uh, oil painting. Oil would be great. Mm. Oil would be great. Of us, of course. Obviously. Of obviously. Uh, like a throwback. It's not narcissism. It's our show. Who else would be Can't up there? Can't you be narcissistic about your show? I would think so. Yeah, yeah, it takes a certain level of narcissism to call yourself brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But idiot. See, you know we're, what I'm saying? We're good at brilliant this, idiots. See, we're good that's at. But I'm saying that we're yeah. not narcissists. Balance. Yeah, that's true. That's nice true. oil painting. Yeah. What else? Maybe yeah. a bar. You think? Hold on one second. What? It's funny you mentioned that. What? It, it is actually funny. Do I got to turn my phone sideways? Can you use with the sideways cam? Oh, <laughs> Wait for it. What? Oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. Well, so y'all are listening, so y'all can't see this, but when you watch the video on YouTube, you'll see. Oh, yeah. This bookshelf is really a bookshelf. These are real books on here, but. But what else, it's Mike? A bar. You know what I mean? This is they think. Don't show them where we hide the cocaine. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I can't give away everything right away. Give away everything, not everything. Can't give away everything right away. But um, yes, man. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the Brilliant Idiots, man. We're yeah, glad you've been man. with us the past ten years. Thank you. And are enjoying our first episode. Uh, how was your week, Schultzy? Yo, um, yeah, week was week was good. I mean, I think I don't know. It's just kind of started. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Nothing really happened. Has anything happened? What happened, man? I'm um, going away this weekend. Where you going? Uh, I don't know if I want to say. Oh, don't say. Yeah, back. yeah. It's but, a uh, vacation? But yeah, just me and the wife are going away for a little bit. There you and, go. Um, but uh, it's one of those things, and I wonder if you go through this, which is like, I haven't even begun the excitement about going away because my I'm so consumed by everything else that I have going on. Yes. So my wife is like, aren't you excited about the this vacation? And I'm like, no. What's today? When y'all leaving this weekend? Thursday. Oh, yeah, you'll get excited about tomorrow. I, I always get excited like two or three days before. I'm the same way. I, I can't disconnect until I know I'm completely I'm on disconnected. The plane. Then yeah, I yeah, yeah. disconnect. Yeah, same. But yeah, so yeah, it's weird because so, I want to like meet her excitement about this thing, but I just have none of it. Oh, no, I do. Once, once about two days prior, two, three days prior, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to fucking go. Really? Yeah, because it feels like everything gets super, 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 super hectic. Yeah. 
right up until you're about to disconnect. Yeah. I just did it, what, two weeks ago. I went to St. Lucia. Yeah. yeah. Me and the wife, just just ourselves. We went to St. Lucia, man. Just it, us. Is no it, kids, no nothing. Yeah, that's that's how you got to do it, man. I mean, that's how we vacation every time. No kids. Uh, <laughs> it's coming, bro. It's great. It's, it's coming. Great. Yeah, listen, listen. I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I thought about this on the way to on the way to the studio today, uh, our brand new studio. Um, I was like walking to work and I'm walking down the street and um, I was like thinking about all the things that we need to get done. And sometimes that can be stressful. Mm -hmm. and, but I had a moment where I was like, how dope is this? that I'm on the way to work and like excited. Mm. Like how lucky am I that most days when I get up and I'm walking to work, I'm like kind of walking fast. Love your job. To get there to do something yeah, that I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, that is something I got, I had to be grateful for. Are y'all going somewhere where there's a carnival? A no. carnival? No, 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 no. You're not going to get your chance to wrap her on? Oh, dude. What is the rule with that? The rule is as long as you and your wife together, you can have all the fucking fun you want. So you think wifey was there? She had to him. be. Wifey might have been holding the camera. This is oh, what I hate about uh, the internet. That we just did an episode about this a few weeks ago. Yeah, Why yeah. do y'all jump to fucking conclusions? Yeah. Why do we have such jumping to conclusion bias? You don't yeah. know what this man oh. is doing. Yeah, it's it, fun to jump to conclusions. It's ridiculous. Because <laughs> when I saw this, all I saw was, this is a man who made a whole album about rapping about loving his wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. Right? <laughs> right? You made a yeah. whole album about this. Yeah. That man is not going to be out there doing this without wifey's permission or, more importantly, without wifey's uh, companionship, supervision. That's the word I'm looking for. Wifey's supervision. Yeah. I don't, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's one possible nah, outcome bro. for sure. Oh, he was going after it. Got Coyle Ray. Come on, man. That's not, that's Coyle Ray. Uh, uh, about to catch another flight. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Girlfriend's chance, in a fight. <laughs> it's his birthday. He said it's his birthday. Is it really yeah. his birthday? Can we Google that and see? I don't know if it's really his birthday. Yeah. Chance is out but there having this is a ball. One of those, this is one of those things where like you scream from the rooftops about something mm -hmm. that, um, I guess you, you should do. You should love your wife. You should be faithful. You should do all Absolutely. Things. But it makes people who haven't been or aren't maybe as perfect a little bit upset at you because they have to reflect on their imperfection. Listen. So the know, second you are slightly imperfect, they want to come after your ass. Oh, mm -hmm. I see what you That's what it is. So it's not even about him because there's people out here doing way crazier shit, but they're like, got you, motherfucker. You made me feel bad about me. You made me feel like a bad husband. You made me feel like I don't love my wife. You got my wife going, why don't you write rap songs about me? And now yes. finally, all the ancient dudes out there are vindicated. What if his wife is holding the camera? There ain't no way. Why that not? Camera, that camera too steady. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a hater right. holding that camera. Yeah. <laughs> There's never been a greater hater than the man holding. Because look, they going down to the booty and then up yeah. and back. They zooming in on Chance to make sure everybody knows his Chance. Bro, he's breaking a red velvet rope to get that. First of all, he's with his family. You see Taylor back there, his brother. His brother, his brother is right there. You oh, his I brother. thought you were saying that Taylor was his brother. No, Taylor Bennett. His brother's right there with oh. his shirt off. Taylor's oh, wow. with him. I'm telling you, his wife is probably there, yo. But some people have pointed out that he's not wearing his wedding ring. How do y'all, what y'all internet detectives are? Motherfucker, I how y'all see y'all that? That's what happens when you cry, talk about being faithful. You gonna get that shit too, talking well, about being faithful all the time. What are you talking about? You can't even see his other hand. He's smacking the ass. Look, There's look, no ring on the hand. How do y'all, man, y'all are the right. That's his right hand. That was left. 
No, the cup is in the right. The, the other is one right. is left. He's oh, pause wow. it. Pause it. Let's see. Pause. No, right? Wow. Pause and let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, by the way, I, crazy, I, bro. you don't know what country he in. Might not be no jewelry. Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> you might be yo, stupid to wear jewelry. For real, yo. <laughs> yeah. You might be dumb to wear jewelry. Now, we might need to pause and send Kenny up to the board. Pause, yo. Pause. pause mm. Yeah. Mm, I can't tell. I see his hands blurry. Man, that's, y'all are ridiculous. That's good. Charles yeah, this, 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 this is why y'all ain't gonna <laughs> never find what y'all want in life because y'all are always trying to find the negative in people, yo. It's not y'all. That's the internet. I was just Man. saying what the internet said. When his wife tweets out, I was standing right there. What y'all gonna do then? What y'all gonna do What's now? That? Oh, do we have? Oh, do we have? Can we insert? Can we insert? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta talk Listen, about this right now. On one Listen. of our practice episodes. Yeah, we in a practice episode a long time ago. We had a very talented seven women. years How ago. How do we set it up? How do we set this up? Because we don't want to. What you just talk about it? Cause they gonna, right, nobody's right, gonna believe right. it. All, they gonna swear t- this is AI. Bro. Let me let me tell you something. This is <laughs> this is why the brilliant idiots listeners are the most devout. An incredible fan base on the planet. That's right. So we get a DM the other day. And it's a no, dude. You got a DM. All right, I got a DM the other day. I was <laughs> trying to include you, man. So, so, no, so the fact that I didn't catch it till later was hilarious. Oh, okay, fair enough. So I get this DM. He goes, so dude just puts an audio link from an old Brilliant Idiot, Idiots practice episode with an incredibly talented woman named Aquafina. By the way, any old Brilliant Idiots episode scares me half to death. Oh, it's all AI. So, don't so, worry. so, man, so practice. basically he goes, he goes, Trust me, go to 154.27. <laughs> I go, all right. Show sends this to the group chat. I see it. Well, hold on. I watch it and I'm <laughs> dying laughing. I immediately send it to the group chat. I think I even, I think I even called Charlotte. I sent it to the group chat. I didn't get a reaction. I called Charlotte. I no, said, you sent it, you sent it the night before. I said, and I got no response. I called him in the morning. Yes. I was like, yo, I was like, did you watch that video I just sent you? He goes, what is it? I goes, from Old Brilliant Idiots episode. He goes, I just, oh my, I almost had a heart attack. Please. Mind you, <laughs> no, he sent it the night before. Yeah. We didn't respond. He's, the nah, next I morning, saw I, I saw oh, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. You responded, what you going to do now? <laughs> then the next morning, show says, watch 154 <laughs> of this video now. I get up and leave what I was doing. I'm like, this shit must be serious. <laughs> 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 so calls me. Now I'm like, oh, fuck, yo. What the fuck happened? I ain't going to lie. I knew that I was scared shit out of you. I scared shit out of What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Man, I went and listened. Just go to it. Taylor. Okay, play 154.27. Taylor didn't catch it for seven times. <laughs> okay. Yo, straight off the No, go dome. back. You got to play the freestyle. Hold on, hold on. You got so to play the freestyle. freestyling. This is Aquafina, y'all. Yeah. World-renowned movie star. Okay, Um, this is just like uh, kind of one, you know... Pause. Um, we gotta pause. Hold on. We gotta pause. We gotta pause. No, I'm gonna tell you why we gotta pause. Because we still didn't give it the proper context, right? The past few weeks on Brilliant Idiots, if you go back to the oh, what was it? They know. The honky tonk But just everybody it's knows. First, it's our first episode, though. So we, oh, that's true. For those of, yeah, in case you haven't watched. For those who might just be joining us for the first time, we were saying that uh, you know how how similar Asians. And redneck honky tonk sounds. No, we said it is the same thing. Honky tonk people, people who have that southern hillbilly accent. Yes. If you just speed that up, you are basically speaking Asian. Chinese. And if you slow the, 
If you slow Chinese down, you're speaking honky tonk hillbilly. It's the same language. I've been saying this for years. Yes. I just want to point that out so everybody knows we're on the same page. That's the same language. There is one language. It's not English and Chinese. It's just sped up and then slow down. That's right. So we've been saying... What you gonna do now? You said it. You started. You go, what y'all gonna do now? What y'all gonna do now? And you said it like that, but if you speed it up, what y'all gonna do now? Exactly. But how do you help them say it? What you gonna do now? What y'all gonna do now? Exactly, right? You know, this is black person walks into the Korean deli. What y'all gonna do now? Y'all not gonna pay for that? Y'all not gonna pay for that? Exactly what I'm saying. Y'all not gonna pay for none of that? Black person walked into a convenience store down south. What y'all gonna, gonna do, do now? now? Okay. But you're not gonna pay for that? You're not gonna pay for that? Black person walks into a convenience store in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> no! Whoa, 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 what happened? <laughs> what y'all gonna do now? <laughs> so, this is our good oh, sister man. Aquafina, guy code, girl code, alumni. Listen, play it, Taylor. All right. Aquafina and this bitch. Can, can someone drop a beat or. All right, fine, whatever. Whatever, acapella. I'll just do acapella. No acapella, acapella. on that app. I don't know how to beatbox. Okay. <laughs> he said the black guy knows how to beatbox. Okay. Life is hard for a Vietnam veteran. They got pigeon poop all up in their sweaters then. Sometimes <laughs> they can't even talk because they, they, they lost their mouths, their entire mouths in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, straight off the dome, bitch. Straight oh, off the dome. What the fuck is wrong with what you? you gonna do, what, what you gonna do now? What, what you gonna do now? What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> what? What was just said? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, all I gotta say to anybody who said that what we were saying was fucked up, what y'all gonna do what now? What y'all gonna do now? What y'all gonna do now? Life is hard for a Vietnam veteran. They got pigeon poop all up in their sweaters then. Sometimes they can't even talk because they got they they lost their mouths, their entire mouths in Vietnam. Oof. Heat. <laughs> Heat. <laughs> Yo, straight off the dome, Heat. bitch. Straight oh, off the dome. What the fuck is wrong with what you? Gonna do, what, what you going to do now? What, what you going to do now? <laughs> I want that isolated. We don't even have to say it no That's more. It. We're just going to insert the Aquafina drop. <laughs> okay. Don't ever say we're not brilliant. Ever. ever. I'll call us idiots all ever. time. Don't ever say we're not brilliant. One thing about this podcast, the past <laughs> decade, even though this is the first episode, we predicted a lot of shit, bro. Yeah. Everybody, I, I let that's Taylor hear that and Taylor was like, oh, that's where you got that from? No. 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 I didn't remember that. I didn't no. even think about that shit back then. There was nothing no. about that that stood out to me. I was thinking about the freestyle. That's it. Brilliant idiot listeners. Best internet detectives in the world. Thank you very if much. They don't say Chance the Rapper, you know, wasn't wearing a wedding ring. I don't believe then it. Then he didn't do it. You know what I mean? He didn't cheat. Thank you, Aquafina. <laughs> uh, what else we got, Taylor Gang? What else happened? Yo, it feels <laughs> that good was to be vindicated, yeah, don't yeah. I'm telling you, it man. Really it ain't yeah. a stereotype if it's true. White people have been saying this for years. Come to- <laughs> what are you wearing? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what y'all going to wear? What, what, you know, what y'all going to do now? Come on, now. Speaking, speaking of goddamn... Uh, racism? White people getting what racism. they deserve. Speaking of white people getting what they deserve. What do they deserve? Uh, Draymond goddamn green. Yep. What happened? Stomped on DeMontis Solanus. Is Demonte Solano even white? Sabonis, man, what he do? Is he white or he's like European or something? He's Russian. We don't really consider them white. Oh shit! Yeah. Did you see this the other night, man? 
when the war is help about the ice, bro. <laughs> ain't, no <laughs> teeth. ain't no teeth on this shit, man. That's what we get for trying to be fancy. You need some chopsticks. <laughs> Whoa. God damn. Yeah. Shit, Alex. No, you gotta be nice and chop. Nice with it. That's okay. like that's the t- the last level, right? Yeah. And you gotta be nice to pick up rice with chopsticks. Yeah. The fuck you talking about ice? Yeah, yeah. Rice right. is hard to pick right. up with rice chopsticks. It's hard at first, but I think if you reach the top level of Asian, it's picking up uh, yeah. ice cube. Because they make the rice sticky. Yeah. To make oh, it easier. Oh, I didn't realize. Do you yeah. know how they make the rice sticky? Because <laughs> <laughs> the rice comes out not sticky. And then somebody looks at all the people at the rice factory and they go, what's all going to <laughs> I thought you was going to say sucky, sucky, five dollars. Like, Jesus Christ. My God. <laughs> Listen, was this, un- was this justified? What did he do? That's what I want to know. He was All I saw was him trying to get up out of the... They, the Sabonis was holding his ankle. He's trying to get the fuck out of there. Man, Sabonis was holding his ankle. It looked like he got kicked in the face as well. No, no, no. I don't know if this was intentional is what I'm saying. And if it was, so the fuck what, man? Bring back 1980s-style basketball. Yo. That's why I like Draymond Green. That's why Draymond Green is one of my favorite players. Yeah. Okay? Let me read it. Draymond Green was ejected after a hard what, what step... Oh. On Demonis Sabonis's chest, after Stephen Curry grabbed the defensive rebound and turned to head up the floor, Sabonis slipped and fell in the paint. He grabbed Green's right leg, and after Green initially shook off Sabonis' grip, he took a hard step right on Sabonis's chest. Sabonis stayed down for a few minutes as officials reviewed the play. He was called Draymond for a technical foul for oh no, Sabonis was grabbed for a technical foul for grabbing Green's leg, and Green was given a flagrant foul too. Flavor foul two that led to an automatic ejection. Ejection. <laughs> yo, that's yo. a fucking tongue twister, bro. You yes, because you're speaking your second yeah, language. Read that shit in Chinese. You get that shit perfect. Green was given a flavored foul two <laughs> that led to an automatic rejection. That's true, yo. I'm saying, bro. You want to talk shit. like you actually speak Damn. English. Shit. When I fell, I was protecting myself, and then the incident happened. Sabonis said, there's no room for that in our game today. Can I just see the pull of the leg? I didn't see that. Oh. So he's holding it. He's holding and it, man. Get the fuck up off me. That shouldn't have been foul on green. I mean, yes, it is a foul on green, but it's also a foul on Sabonis for holding it. I don't know if it's Even. a flagrant foul. You know, you know when you're like tripping and you're just trying to get your step? You don't know where you're placing your foot. So and he hard. held his foot. He was That's, about to yeah, fall. Ch- like Chance the Rapper was probably falling. He didn't know he was placing his dick up between the cheeks <laughs> of the ass. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, he probably was tripping. Yeah, Go back to it. I don't, his I don't, partners, his friends were holding him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Help me. Yeah, I don't think it was a flagrant foul. I agree with Al. He gets the rebound right nah, now. All right. He's tied up right now. He got one foot. Boy, he's just nah, trying to get out of there. He, he gave a little nah, extra. He, he was trying to get out. He gave a little Yo, extra. but your body has a mind of its own. Where else is he going to put his foot? He's going to hold his foot in the air until the bonus moves from under him? He would have fell. That's what I'm saying. Like, what else is he supposed to do in that situation? Listen, I love Draymond. He stomped that Russian right there, bro. <laughs> Not on purpose. I don't think it was a flagrant intention. It wasn't on purpose, but he probably just saw that Tetris movie on Apple Plus and he was like, these motherfuckers need some get back. So then he's an American hero. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Let's be, let's be clear. I mean, let's look, you look, do. Look, 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 look. Watch this, watch this. Ukraine! You didn't see that. That shit was great. Draymond don't post that right now. <laughs> Draymond don't post that right now. I make this the greatest series in NBA history, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the 
stop in Ukraine. Oh, shit. What's the problem? I like it, man. I oh, see. Yeah, I, I grew like up in me. a different era. That shit wasn't that bad to me, yo. Oh. Maybe a foul, but a flagrant? Nah. Ejected from the game? Nah. But the bad thing in the playoffs, you get a flagrant, too. Now he's uh, suspended from one game, I believe. Really? Yeah. Is that right? I believe if you get a flagrant, too, in the playoffs, you're suspended the next game. So oh. that's that's gonna be a big loss to them. And they're already down. I thought it was a games. certain amount of flagrants, though. I didn't. I didn't know it was just two. It's just two. I think it's like. Yeah, I it, thought it was a certain amount. I think it's an ejection. If yeah. is what I was talking about. Yeah. We should look that up. But if I you're ejected, like you can have a. Oh, fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't oh, think you okay. affect the series like that. Because that happened to him in the uh the the the, the Cavs Warriors series uh, back yeah. in the day. He had a certain amount of. Oh no no! It was a certain amount of technicals. Yeah. If you get a certain amount of technicals, you you end up missing a game. I mean, how can you not love Draymond? I mean, I mean, this, I mean Draymond. he shouldn't kick, but like the guy is so passionate about the game. He absolutely loves it. I've been playing like street ball against guys like this my whole life that like they just take it so seriously and they do something that's out of pocket physically during mm -hmm. the game. And you know it's wrong. You shouldn't do it. But you're so invested in the game that <laughs> you just start kicking somebody. Knowing full well there's 400 cameras on you. That's there's right. nothing you can get away with during that's an right. NBA game. Sanction. Like, it's like, come the fuck on, man. Yeah. Like, like, that shit is crazy. Yeah. Listen, uh, you, the Warriors don't win all those championships without Draymond Green. They don't, like, yo, they would be bullying those Bage brothers named Clay Thompson and Steph Curry no, right. if you they did not have Draymond Green. You need a Draymond you need Green. You need a Ron Artest. You need a yeah. Steven Jackson. You need right. a Matt Barnes, bro. You yeah. need a Horace Grant. Like, you need a Charles Oakley. They say this in, uh, in hockey, right? Because in hockey, there's no real fouls. Right? Like the refs are just kind of there, I don't know, to like maintain the flow of the game. And I guess if you do something like egregious, they'll do yeah. it. But like, there's not exactly fouls like there are on this in, uh, in the NBA. So because of that, they have these positions, these enforcer positions. Yeah. And those guys are there that if you foul their star player, they go and they start a fight with you. So Wayne Gretzky had this guy, I forget his name. Uh, fucking forget his name. Somebody can look it up. But a guy who basically came with him, I think Wayne Gretzky played for the Edmonton Oilers, if I'm not. And like when he was going to, to LA to be part of the LA Kings, part of the contract was he has to also come. Wow. And nobody fucked with Wayne because there was a bruiser that could barely fucking skate that was on the sidelines that was ready to come in and take your you fucking You need top that, off. man. Think yeah. about when Larry Bird got that hard foul. And then fucking Robert Parrish came down and just started wailing on Bill Lambert, threw hands oh, on him, yo, actual yo, blows, yo. not a foul. That's interesting. Yes. I Larry never Bird thought got about, that hard foul to Robert Parrish. Bang, bang. Like, gave him a two-piece. I never thought about Robert Parrish, who is the center for the Celtics, being like the enforcer for Absolutely. the fucking lootly he was. Greg, what, what'd you say? Sorry? Okay. Greg Kite was an enforcer, but Robert Parrish was an enforcer, too. This guy wants to get us canceled on our first episode of fucking Brilliant <laughs> Idiots. I mean, he could say it. I mean, can he say he's Chinese, so. bro? Oh, yes. That's yeah, kind of crazy. This fucking bro. Chinese guy can't say crazy. that word. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. You already pledged your allegiance. That's right. Mm. Listen, um, you got to have an enforcer, bro. I actually don't think there's enough enforcers in the league right now. I think you got Draymond Green, uh, PJ Tucker as an enforcer. Mm. I can't think of too many enforcers. Yo. Who else is an enforcer in the league right now, yo? I think Memphis uh has like uh, a a team with some people who are tougher. Big boys, but not enforcers. Yeah, you're talking about somebody who's gonna lay you out if you come Yes, to man. Gonna give you that heart. I mean nowadays you can't do much but this. Like what's yeah. what happens a here? Charles Oakley Ooh, type. The Knicks had Charles on, Oakley. Charles Oakley had a uh, the Knicks had a bunch of enforcers. That's mm -hmm. what I don't know why they never won a championship. They had a, they had enough enforcers but not enough finesse. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Anthony like Mason, fighting. God bless the dead, Charles yeah. Oakley, you know? But that's what New York Knicks fans love. We love oh, fighters. God. If you nice at fighting, bro, the greatest. you got this city's heart. The last generation of real enforcers, I think, was the Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes era. That's why, that's what, that's why All of Smoke is such a fitting name for their podcast. Because that's how they played the that's game. That's how they played that the is, game. That is how they played they the didn't game. back down from no fucking body. They wanted it with everybody. They weren't afraid of you. If you if you was against them, you was against them. Yo, and I, wonder, I wonder if that gives the other players in the team confidence knowing that like if the other team tries to bully you, there's a person on your team that's going to step up and handle that action. Because you don't want someone like Steph handling that. No! You need someone else on the team handling that. Uh, nobody's scared of Steph. Who did, the, me, who did the Bulls have? The Bulls had Bill Cartwright. Rodman. The Bulls had Gordon oh, Grant, Rodman. Dennis, Dennis would Dennis be out Rodman. there disturbing yeah. shit. But yeah. also low-key, Mike. And, oh, by the way, Mike, by the yeah. way, Mike was not afraid At of all. getting busy. You know who else the Bulls had before all of them? We don't count it because it wasn't a championship run. They had Charles Oakley. Oh, you're right. Charles Oakley was Michael Jordan's bodyguard. You are right. <laughs> like, yeah. for real, for real. No, you're That's right. That's why, I, you, and if you ever read Charles Oakley's book called The Last Enforcer, that's what he was there for. Keep You're people right. off Mike's ass. You're right. Absolutely right. goddamn right, man. And then he goes, and I guess who takes over after that? Yeah, like one Craig Neely. Craig? I don't remember Craig Neely. Neely. Goddamn and he was just tough. Just to beat people up. Mm. I don't remember Craig Neely. But that's the thing. That's the thing. I remember I, Horace Grant. Horace Grant was an enforcer. Yeah, he was. But how your enforcer got bifold? <laughs> you know what, I mean? what you gonna force, bro? A spelling bee? <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no forcing. I mean, Horace might have been tough, but he ain't looked tough, right? He didn't act tough either. Like he wasn't. Like he didn't act tough for that era. He was yeah. tough, but he didn't act tough. Like I'm talking about, yo, straight up thugs on the court. Yo, I think Mike might have been the enforcer. Like Mike would get busy. Mike didn't back down. Yeah, Mike was Mike not afraid of anybody. And Michael should, it comes a point in time where you got to stop disrespecting Michael Jordan and comparing him to LeBron James. Let LeBron be LeBron, okay? But I will say this until the day I am no longer here. Yep. The closest person to Michael Jordan was Kobe Jelly Bean Bryant. Mm -hmm. I don't care what y'all say. I hate when people say things. Stephen A. Smith uses the argument where he says he can't give it to Kobe because Kobe imitated Michael. Do you know how good you got to be to imitate the greatest of all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how good you got to be for people even to say you got close? Yeah. That man won five out of seven championships. He's five and two in NBA finals, yo. The second greatest player I have ever seen is Kobe Bryant. Now, I got a top five. My top five is Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Oh. Um, what? Not that and, order. Not, not that. the order. Oh, not an order. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, not an order, but Co Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. And then uh, if I'm being objective, I'll put LeBron in there. But for me, my five is Allen Iverson and Shaquille O'Neal. It's just hard to rank AI because AI didn't win any championships. Yeah, but mm. the way that he affected the game. Come on, man. I wonder if we I wonder if we should have a different list with it, which is not like the greatest in terms of winning, but the greatest in terms of changing the game and affecting the game. Oh, that's easy. Okay, so easy go five call. on that. Magic Johnson. Now, I wasn't I wasn't really alive for Magic's impact on the game. Like I know AIDS magic. I don't really know like <laughs> 
magic, magic. No, you know? and I mean that sincerely. Like I knew him as like I, as like a guy who had or HIV, HIV or sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But like I knew him at that part of his career, <laughs> and at that part of his career, he it wasn't as like majestic as the videos you see where he's like running down fast breaks and doing these no look passes. Like we saw him like kind of backing guys down, and I don't know. I it just didn't look as crazy. I was born in 1978. I don't remember everything vividly like you know i remember probably <clears throat> what you're saying I, no i remember i also don't remember, I remember bird the, really to be honest with you like no, I, I remember bird, him but i remember birds in because he was retiring i remember magic's i remember magic's first two or three years before they played the bulls in the championship you know what i'm saying yeah yep, so yep. i remember that I, re, I i remember those games um but i mean the thing with magic and it seems crazy to say it now is at his size, 6'9". That's right. They put you just you never low. saw anything they like that. They put you down low. You weren't allowed to touch the ball. Yeah. You weren't allowed to dribble on That's the right. perimeter. Yeah. He's individually... Revolution out of the point. Revolution. Revolution. Okay, so this is... Okay, so this is really cool. So again, in context, what we're talking about is how people change the game of basketball and the culture around basketball. Not, not necessarily how many championships they right. won. So you guys are saying Magic, when he came in, he, get, he basically... Made it okay for taller guys to play point guard, to play point Absolutely. and be uh, elite passers. Absolutely, so he changed the game in that regard. I only know I've only seen four. Four what that changed the game of basketball okay. in my lifetime. I can okay. only speak for my lifetime. Okay, Magic Johnson. Yep, Michael Jordan. Okay, Steph Curry. Yep, and Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, so for me, okay, this is this is Shaquille. I think Shaq is one of the greatest players of all time. I think he's undeniably top five. Uh, but in terms of change the way people play the game, I don't put him there because only Shaq could play in that way and nobody else could play that way because he was just such a physical presence. He kind of is like the new generation of the big guys we see now. He wasn't, he wasn't, as, he wasn't, he was skilled, nowhere near as skilled as the big guys you see now. But when you're seven foot three, 320, and you can get a rebound, and then dribble the length of the court. Yeah, I guess <laughs> in dunking on the other end, he, you know, and he was yeah. a great passer. Oh no, he was unbelievably talented. No, it's just he was a physical anomaly. Like I've never seen anything like that in my life, yo. And I think a lot of times for the guys who change the game of basketball, they aren't necessarily the physical anomalies, right? They play the game in a way that you want to play, and none of us can do what Shaq does because we're not seven yeah. one three hundred twenty pounds. If, if the game hadn't moved out of the paint and gotten more on the perimeter, there'd be a lot of people playing like Shaq. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't well, think we got to see the next generation of Shaquille's because of the way the game changed. I was talking to a, a comedian, she also has a podcast, her name was Erica Sparrow, right? And she played uh, hoops, I think, in in college. And uh, But she was talking about, um, she was talking about the female game because I was like, yo, I think Steph Curry made the WNBA watchable. And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, the way that that, uh, NCAA, what was that white girl? Who's, Caitlin Clark, uh, baby. The way that Caitlin Clark was playing was right. a very digestible form of basketball. Mm -hmm. Usually, the game of basketball is played at the rim, right? You have guys jumping, dunking, going crazy. But now this girl out of nowhere is playing like Steph, and it was still digestible. It got some crazy ratings. Seven million people watched a, a woman's basketball game. Whatever, they still lost. Regardless, I was like, if women are, play are playing behind the three-point line and hoisting up and shooting... I think guys will start to watch it in the same way where like guys will watch tennis, where it's like the game is reflective of the men's game, right. but there's just longer volleys and you can still watch it. At, at, if we're playing the game at the rim, you just can't watch men's basketball and women's basketball and expect the same thing. They just can't do it. But she had an interesting point. She's like, she goes, the 
women's basketball will always be played at the rim because when you're a big woman, if you're a girl who's six six, there's so few six six women out there that if there is one in the game, she absolutely dominates. It's almost like yeah, Shaq. like Angel Reese, it, it, and like, who, like and who won the game? Boston. Who won the game? The Leah Boston, yeah. So so it's like so she's like until there's enough height to combat what happens in the post, the game really won't move outside of it. But when it does. I'll watch these girls throw up threes like that little Caitlin Clark girl did. Let the record fucking show. I told y'all before the women's final four to watch the goddamn women's final four. Those women were fucking balling, man. The LSU Tigers. And I just been in the women's basketball a lot over the past few years because of what's been happening in South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? So like like watching Don Staley and Asia Wilson, that's my wife's alma mater. That's what got me in the women's basketball. I've been watching these girls, man. These I told y'all specifically watch Caitlin Clark. Yeah. These girls be balling. It's, just a, it's just a very digestible form of basketball that's super similar to the male form that we really like. And they're scoring points. You exactly. got girls scoring over 100 exactly. points a game. Exactly. But we don't need to see, like, uh, you know, layups. That's boring. And they be dunking. I, they don't even need to do that. They just need to launch They be dunking, court. bro. There's a girl in South Carolina. I can't remember her name right now. She dunks. She dunked like twice in a uh, in a game. Yeah. Well, what the how the fuck did we get here? Uh, oh, people who changed the game. Okay. So, oh, yeah. So, oh. so Allen Iverson. I'm not saying he's the first person to go to the basket. I'm not saying the first person to be nice with crossovers. Oh no, you're right. But the way that he played the game right. made everybody at least when I was growing up in New York, it nah, was like the right. game is played at the rim. You get to the nah, rim, you, you right. go up against anybody, you throw your shoulder in their fucking chest, you hang there, and you try to lay. Oh, it fuck, up. I forget about AI. No, you're right because AI breed the Dwayne Wade, the Derrick Roses, the Russell Westbrooks. Yep. That's AI. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie is is yeah, a yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, the yeah, term yeah. you always use? A gremlin off of AI's back or whatever. Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you always say? A gremlin that got wet. Yes, if AI was a gremlin who got wet, Kyrie would pop off. Exactly. Yes, 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 yes. So in terms of like literally changing the way that yeah, people right. played the game, Steph, in terms of everybody, just started shooting threes after Steph. Everybody. Like big guys, small guys, everybody. Yep. Um, Michael Jordan, just in terms of sheer athleticism, physicality, and like playing the game at the rim Absolutely. as well. Um, Can I give an honorable mention? Go. Tim Hardaway Jr., pre-injury. He oh, that little killer crossover? First person who really did a cross. That killer crossover, yeah. One of the biggest yeah. parts of the game now is crosses. I'm not going to lie. He definitely was there. You know who else I would say? I know this is, is wild, uh, maybe, but literally I saw the way that people looked at the game change. Jason White Chocolate Williams. Mm. The way that he made passing cool. Mm. Right? Like I saw... Back in the day, it was like, it's one-on-one, move out the way, I'm crossing you over, I'm getting to the cup, I'm talking shit. And when he started making passing and behind-the-back passes and no-look passes, cool, I saw at the, 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 the park, like we were playing, like I saw people starting to do that and like incorporate it in their game. Well, see, I, I, I look at it the other way. Okay. I thought Jason was a person who kind of took that the N1 mixtape Rucker was, Park game just and did that. it professional. I feel like he got that from sure. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? He oh, just, listen, listen. There's plenty of people that have done have done it before him, but I'm talking yeah. just like there's plenty of people who have done crossovers maybe before Tim Hardaway, but doing it at the highest level is going to be what is influential. Oh, absolutely. You know, and like... That's why I think a lot of those N1 players, when they came into the league, they weren't able to do that. They, they would they get could called do it at the highest level. The refs would call it on them all the time. Yeah. Or, yeah, they just, like, they would skip to my Lou, was who he played for the Heat or whatever. They'd, like call, that. they'd call traveling every time. The only reason I think they didn't do it for Jason because he's white. 
I'm just, I, I, just turned, I like to throw racism at everything. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, in terms of in terms of influence in the game, I'm trying to think who else, who else, who else. I mean, I didn't even think of Jason Williams. I'm not mad at that. Pick. You could also give Dr. J an honorable mention because oh. dunking really wasn't part of the game. Yeah, hundred percent. Him and David Thompson were the and first two. He dunks like a WNBA player now. In no. hindsight, I mean, in hindsight. Eh, go look at some old Dr. J. Look at the ABA now, clips, though. Not the Sixers. Look at the ABA. Go, eh. I'm trying to think who else. That who else? Grand, Dominique, same thing. Yeah. See, it's well, hard to give it up to the human. And I love Dominique, but it's hard because Michael Jordan was in the league. You know what I mean? Well, well, here's the other thing you got to think about in terms of changing the game, right? Is like you have you have a guy. It, it's like the way that you play has to affect the way other people play. And like a guy like Tim Duncan, who is incredibly successful, undeniably amazing, oh, everybody would want him as team. You would not want to play the game like him. Right. Oh no, Doctor J Duncan, the funk out. He I think, the uh, funk out. <laughs> yeah, Doctor J was that dude, bro. Show him. Dunking I think you can. Uh, honorable mention is uh, Dennis Rodman. So for the players who weren't as oh for offensively the bums, the skilled, there were that was the role that you could be. Yo, I'm the hustler. The I'm rebounds the and defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can give him that. Bro, there were so many players like you'll just pick him up because you'd be like, oh, he's locked down defense. Yeah, he's but, rebound. He's hustle. And then you get to just. Yeah, but bullshit. Dennis came from a team that was all about that. The Pistons. Like the Pistons had about five of those type of guys. Yeah, but I think John Sally, Bill Lambeer. Dennis made it cool where it's like we knew he couldn't score, but he's still starting five and we putting him out there just because his hustle made up for it. But dude, I'm saying the Pistons had a bunch of those. I think the, I think Dennis learned that playing in Detroit. I mean, he was a, he was an energizer bunny in Detroit too. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he he comes from a long line of those type of people uh, because of the Pistons. I love Rodman though. I don't see anybody. Eh, I'm not mad at the Rodman thing. Who's the closest thing to Rodman in the league now? Draymond. 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 Right. Yeah. I would say Draymond. All right. I don't know how this became the All the Smoke podcast, but uh, <laughs> you want to pay some bills, Taylor? Let's I got some bills. All right, let's pay some bills. Uh, salute the mood, man. Uh, whether you're new to cannabis or an old pro, there's no denying that many of the products on the market seem iffy at best. And when you want to relax, iffy is the last way you want to feel, okay? Mood puts an end to guessing games. It's 100% federally legal Delta 8 and Delta 9 THC. You can have shipped straight to you, all right? No doctors, no waiting, just affordable legal T THC. For a limited time, Mood is giving our listeners free Delta 9 gummies and 20% off your first order. Visit hellomood.com and use our code Idiots, all right? Uh, listen, man, for anybody out there that likes to use THC, but you're afraid of THC and you don't know what kind of mood THC is going to put you in, mood actually has the feelings for you, okay? They offer federally legal forms of THC extracted from hemp plants. All of their products are regularly third-party tested in drug enforcement agency registered labs, sourced from small family farms and grown organically. The experts at Mood have tested and tailored different screens for specific moods like Energize for when you want to seize the day or Creative to get inspired and mentally stimulated and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Euphoric, erotic, sleepy, chill, social, focused. However you like to take THC, Mood has you covered. Ready for a good time without the guesswork? Order your THC products from Mood today and for 20% off your first order and free gummies, go to hellomood.com and you use promo code IDIOTS. That's hellomood, M-O-O-D.com, promo code IDIOTS for 20% off your first order and free gummies. Now let's get back to the show. Shows, you got church announcements? Church announcements. Um, I got some shows coming up. Uh, uh, we're doing the Hard Rock Live, Northern Indiana, Gary, Indiana, home of the Jacksons. 
we got the Pachanga Resort and Casino in uh, Temecula, California. I think that's sold out, but we're going to see if we can either add some more tickets or add a new show. Um, and then we got Calgary. Calgary is uh, this summer as well. TheAndrewSchultz.com. We're going to add a few more things, starting to ramp up and uh, get ready for this next tour. So thank you guys so much for always asking where we're going to be. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out there with this new material. Yeah, man. My church announcements, make sure you go check out 88 The Movie. 88 The Movie is a movie that I executive produced. It debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival last year. came out in theaters for a few weeks. Uh, now it's streaming everywhere. It stars Brandon V. Dixon, Natori Naughton, and the Orlando Jones. It is a political thriller. If you want to know uh, more about political pacts and how they work, uh, this movie is the movie for you. It's edutainment at its finest. Go check that out. Uh, make sure you watch The Breakfast Club on BET and VH1 yeah. at 9 a.m. And um, thank you, man. I got to say thank you to everybody who is going to be with us this Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia at Pullman Yards for the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival uh, as of yesterday or well, Monday. I don't know what I guess. This, I don't know when this is coming out. I know, but I don't know when this is coming out Wednesday or Thursday. But as of Monday, we are officially sold out. You know what I mean? Complete sellout. Uh, so thank you. You know, you're going to see some of your favorite podcasts live on that stage. The 85 South show, Horrible Decisions, Reasonably Shady with uh, Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant. Um, the Big Facts podcast with Big Bank, Baby Jade and DJ Scream. Um, checking in with Michelle Williams. Actually, uh, Reasonably Shady and uh, checking in with Michelle Williams. They're going to be doing their podcast together. So essentially, they'll be each other's guests on each other's podcast. So they'll be doing that together. The We Talk Back, Back podcast, uh, they got their special guest, Portia Williams. Did I miss anybody, Taylor? I think that's everybody, right? Yeah, I think that's everybody. We got the uh, business and podcasting panel with uh, Alex Media and yeah. Wheezy and my good sister Dolly Bishop. And I always forget who else is on that panel, but that is going to be highly educational. We got the woman in podcasting panel. Um, Teslin Figaro is on that. I believe Tamika Mallory. I forget who else is on that panel. I need to do better. Uh, and we got the Black Effect Marketplace, you know, so all the merchandise from all the different podcasts. Black Effect merchandise. We're going to have the Black Effect Michelin Ness hats of, uh, for sale for the first time. So we'll see you Saturday, man, in Atlanta, man. My man Louis V providing the soundtrack. Just thank you to everybody who went and bought tickets, man. Are you excited? Uh, I am very excited. Um, excited because you always see podcasts festivals, but you don't necessarily see them for Black Podcast Network, mm. you know, and Black Effect is the biggest Black Podcast Network. That is a statistical fact. You can wow. look it up for yourself. Um, and so for us to just be doing our first festival and to sell it out, yeah. Yeah, because we tried to do it last year and um, I was, I, I, I got ahead of myself. You know, it's one of those times where you should have listened to your team. Your team was like, I don't think now is the time you know, not that I'm like, no, well, I'll do it myself. Mm. You know, that's also a problem. You, you have your own money, right? Because, <laughs> because, because like you'll do it yourself. And they're like, okay, 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 we'll do it. And then, you know, but you, you try to do it and the things you want to do, you're making concessions, even though your gut and your instinct already told you, no, your gut and instinct already said, you should do it down south. Mm. You should do it in Georgia. You should do it in the Carolinas. Don't do it in New York. Why? Um, I just feel like... Too much competition up here? I don't know if it's too much competition. I don't know if New York is a a, a market for a podcast festival. You can get a, you can get an individual podcast show off. 
right? We've so we've done sold out shows in New York. I've seen horrible decisions to do sold out shows in New York. I don't know if you can get a festival off in New York. And and you got to think about the shows that sell out in New York. A lot of times, I agree with you completely on festival. Are shows that are kind of New York centric a little bit, even though eighty five South Show, I believe they sold out here before. I just don't know if you can get a whole. F- I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying at the time we were trying to do it, it just wasn't a good time. It was the wars. It was the fourth quarter. You know, it was right before holiday season. You know, it, this is this is to me a first quarter summertime event, and we knew that. I knew that back then. I think it's very hard to create festivals in um, a Coachella, Lollapalooza, Rolling Loud world. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like in a city like New York or Los Angeles that doesn't have one heartbeat. I think a festival operates the best in a city that has one singular heartbeat. Explain. So like a smaller city that has a more unified culture that like everybody is kind of collective in what's going on. You know how like um, cities that are built around college football? Mm-hmm. Those cities are great because there's nothing really going on outside of college football. So the whole city gets... Atlanta got a lot going on. Atlanta is very interesting to yeah. me. I'm, like Lil Wayne's performance Saturday. No, no, I'm impressed yeah. that this works in Atlanta. Yeah. But like when the whole city can get around something and behind something and it kind of takes over the identity of the city, that's where it's the best city for a festival. Now, yeah. New York, there is no event outside of like the Knicks in the championship that would make the whole city get behind it. Even baseball, there's a lot of motherfuckers don't give a fuck about baseball. They do festivals here, all right? They but they don't work. No, they have. Like they yeah, do man. big shit, rolling loud. But it's never like the whole city is like, yo, it's but rolling it, yeah. loud time. It's not like Coachella. It's not you like these bro, NBA All-Star Weekend couldn't even take over the city. We we're like, oh, it's All-Star Weekend? We, we weren't even aware of it. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, the only thing that can make the entire city shut down, yeah. the only thing yeah. is if the Knicks are in the championship. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah, fact. Not even, no, you're right, because not even the Giants. Because they got the Jets. And they play in not Jersey. the Yankees. The Yankees got the Mets. I get what you're saying. So it's like, yeah. so so for the city to be completely consumed by that one thing, I think you need a specific place. It's great that Atlanta was able to like get behind it, support it. And uh, and, and, I, and I thought it was good to do in the South because as much as people like to call the South where I'm from, born and raised, South Carolina, as much as they like to call it the chilling circuit, the reality is the South is the heart and soul of black America. Mm-hmm. I mean, 60% of all black people in America are in the South. Especially Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like Atlanta is such a unique place. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I wonder about that. I was talking to a, a comedian about this uh, who's from Atlanta originally, uh, Amina. And I was asking her, I was like, like when you were growing up, what was it like seeing kind of, it's not just, it's not like black excellence, because I think if you grow up in America, wherever you're familiar with black excellence, because we're familiar with the people there at the top, but it's like black, everything, everything, like black, you're, black mediocrity you're, almost. Yeah. It's like, like black. Everything's black. Like, yeah. It's like being in Africa. Your accountant's black. Your accountant's black. Your, your doctor's lawyer, black. Your lawyer's officers. black. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Politicians. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just not like, an, a, like where in, you go to a lot of places and they have to like, they have to, they almost use it as a part of marketing where it's like support black business, support your local black uh, florist, support mm-hmm. whatever. But it, it feels like in Atlanta, it's like, well, yeah, everybody is black here, so you don't yeah. need to say support the black business. Killer, Killer Mike has spoken a lot about that. And what does he say? I don't remember, but I just know <laughs> that <laughs> I just know that he has given him the worldview that he has. Well, I just wonder if, like, you're black and you're raising kids, what an advantage that must be for those kids. 
And I wonder if you take that into consideration when you think about having your family. It's like, do I want my kids to grow up in a place where we're seeing black people in all positions of society is completely normal? Like what that does for your psyche. I think it's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think like, especially in Atlanta, you see a lot of black entrepreneurs because you grow up in an environment that there are already a lot of black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, God, you're inspired to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Killer Mike, let me tell y'all something, man. Y'all know, I've told y'all a million times, Killer Mike is in my top five. My personal top five rappers, Killer Mike is in it. Killer Mike, new album, man. It's called Michael. Great. Man. He's good. I don't want to put too much sauce on it. I'm just going to tell because, you know, y'all will hate on something just because I like it. You know? Uh, how y'all are. You going through that? Killer Mike's album. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'll wait till y'all hear it. Wait till y'all hear it. Uh, Pete Davidson says he doesn't understand the hype about his rumored penis size. Oh. It's not too big and not too small. Do we have the clip, Taylor Gang? Let me hear the clip, you little midget. Bro, she's not she's too big. big. She's not, she's not too, too small. small. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear what Pete had to say. Can't hear anything, Taylor Gang. It did start. It's starting. His lips are moving. You want everybody to be Asian this episode, Joe. You want his lips to be moving. <laughs> Go ahead. Play, press play. <laughs> you know how in the old Chinese movies. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Go back to the beginning, Taylor. What did I think? I didn't want it to be like, this is a show about, I guess, me. So I didn't want it to be like, Pete Davidson's been wacky. I don't think I asked him about his dick in the first what, minute, did I? What were the other names y'all talked around? Uh, the oh, worst. shit. Okay. Uh, Nothing sitting around your penis. Since asked everybody about his dick in the first penis. minute? You're surprised about that? You can't keep anything in your head. I'm surprised it took that <laughs> Like, you had to get it out so you could have a normal interview. Otherwise, every other question you just be thinking about dick, 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 dick. How big's your dick, dick, dick? Nah, listen, bro. Right? So, like, you, what you do is you purge whatever's making you anxious, and then you can be a normal person. But, Peter, but listen, Peter's our guy, right? That's yeah. a friend. We've been knowing Pete for, I know Pete since he was 16, right? Yeah. He started with us at Guy Code. Yeah. So, I know... That people have dick. questions about his penis. Oh, that's why you think you did it. And yeah, I see, and no, and I saw the trailer, the trailer, the Bup Kiss, which is a show yeah. that comes out, I think, on May sixteenth. It's a lot of penis jokes in there. Yo, John Stewart got a funny line. In Hilarious. Hey, it's my honey. What is he? He goes, he goes hey, hey, I got a hot date tonight. Can no, I borrow no, your cock? No, no. He goes, hey, it's my anniversary. Can I borrow your dick? Can I borrow your dick? You know what I'm saying? Nice. So it's a couple dick jokes in there. So I already knew that. So it's yeah. like. But you're right. I had to get it out. You, it's it's just I, I to make you I feel comfortable. I, I, I got to get it out. Let's it go. make you feel comfortable. This Always come with the one that everybody wants to talk about. Then let's get to everything. I don't think it's for them. I genuinely think it's for you. I don't <laughs> think that you can operate in a space when you're thinking about something. You like have OCD. You know how people with OCD, they need to like organize everything and move it. Your OCD is if you have a thought in your head. You got to. You have to I get it to. out. I can't. I have to. Everything yeah. else will be just be like, no, no, we're not moving. Yep. Until you get that one. Yep. And I, once I get that one, it's all good. But did you get it out? Let's watch. Oh, let's play the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sitting around your penis since everybody always talking about your penis. I don't understand. It's really not that special. It's a very normal size penis. It's like, you know, not too big or too small. It's just like, you know, yeah, I don't understand that. It's like baby bear forage. Just, yeah, it's just like big enough to enjoy and not big enough for it to hurt. Okay. Is, is what I was told. Is, this, uh, is, this, <laughs> is there anything better to have about said about you as a man? Oh, I think he handled that brilliantly. Yeah. 
Because he still keeps the curiosity. Now yeah, the girl's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A normal size penis see. is making women act this way. <laughs> Taylor's raising her hand. Um, I feel like he has a normal size for no offense, there's a white man, but yeah. average size for a black. What, why Yo, I mean, I'm sorry, Can I ask a, you guys a question? I mean this sincerely. Man. I mean this sincerely. Does it bother you that like the best dick in America is white. The best basketball player in America is white. The best dick in America like, is white. Does it bother you that like white people are taking over everything? Oh, taking it's, over? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. They're taking over? Wait, what do you mean? Thought they already had it. We're at control. Talk that shit. boy. He has been a regular size for right. a white man. but You know average. nothing about dick, little girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you too. My bad. I'm sorry, you too. My bad. You dare talk about you dare talk about my white brother's dick like that, yo. Disrespecting my white brother. I don't know, man. Ten inch, ten inches ain't normal. He said it's ten inches. He didn't say it's ten inches. Kanye said it's ten inches. But Kanye also is dramatic. Kanye also likes shit baggy. Didn't mad women say that? Who was the first woman to say that? Listen, I think we have on good authority it's not small. What you're trying to do is you're trying to do the hater shit. It's always internet era, but this is all it is. That's what the internet era is. They have to hate. They cannot help themselves. It is something so funny about a guy that has a big dick. Oh, now now you're talking now you're saying it's big. You were saying it's regular for black people. I said it is probably regular for black people. Here's the thing. You know, you know why I call you an internet person, an internet girl, internet human. Okay, you're an internet human because you have no evidence, you have no data. I'm going off of what people are saying, so Bro, I have. So know what it is. If you're nah, what people are saying, can we say what saying. it is? Can we say what it is? It's what? like people just need to find a way to hate. On successful people, it's bro. bro, it's like the the poor guy. You can't have a TV show and a big dick. Yeah, exactly, exactly, you exactly. Can't have a TV that. show and a movie. Exactly. Okay. You gotta have a big dick, a TV Let show. Let him have a, a big dick. Fuck all the most popular women in the world. They ain't have a TV show, oh and that's all. God, it's all man. good. Come on, hater. Yo, hater. Wait, come on. Has he dated a black chick yet? That's what I want to see. I want to see a black woman say, no. Nah, he did date a black dicky. woman. He dated one of the most famous black women in the world. Dude, Kim Kardashian. Yes. Dude, stop playing Kim Kardashian stop. is black. Yeah. Stop. Kim Kardashian. Stop. She's blacker than you. Stop. Yeah. stop. Kim not black, yo. Stop. Yo. Bro, you, saw the, stop. you saw the cornrows she created? Stop. Yo. She <laughs> made cornrows <laughs> popping. She made cornrows popping. Stop. Bro. You just a cracker lady from Philadelphia. Already born, y'all. Let this goddamn honky over here talk about real African queen. We can't let these honkies talk about these African queens. Yo, you don't even know Armenia's in Africa. You didn't know that. Exactly. exactly. Armenia's in Africa. Exactly. white. From so Armenia, Armenia in from Africa. Africa. She's always going to be a white woman to me. Armenia's in Africa. <laughs> She's African. She's she African is. Sister, yo. She is. This is crazy, You're not from yo. Africa. You're from Philadelphia. Cracker lady. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I'm serious. You're a cracker lady from Philadelphia. Talking about that. That guy and that girl. I like don't know, that. man. I'm not gonna lie. Certain things in life, you know, you don't you don't long for, but she's like, man, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It'd be cool if people just walk around <laughs> yeah. talking about how big your dick was. To have big me? I mean, not to have it, but just to even have the reputation. Call him to have big me. me. <laughs> Larry Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be wondering, like, yeah. Just be wondering, like, man, do, do have a woman ever talked about me like that? Well, they do talk about you like that. 
Really? Nah, I ain't talking about you like that. <laughs> 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 I ain't talking about you. Ain't feel like hey, hey, Remember that old, remember that old video of Terry? He was like. <laughs> 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 Well, women usually we don't like we don't like really big dick though. Yo, now you just have big for yourself. We Didn't don't. Andrew tell you no, five minutes ago no, you don't know I'm... nothing about big dick, yeah. little girl, little cracker lady, <laughs> <laughs> little cracker lady? <laughs> You're just a Philadelphia cracker lady. You know what I mean? For real, cracker lady. I'm just saying. The moment you find a big dick, Taylor, that shit gonna talk to you. you the be poor kid. No, I've had. You gonna be high? Yo, can you not? The poor kid's been publicly scrutinized for the last decade, and all he did was date women and right. fuck them. That's right. And for that reason, every day. That's right. That penis would do that to you, man. He probably has a nice size, right? For a white God man. God damn. You went yo. from little to nice size. God damn. What's a nice little. size for a white man? I've never heard this before. What a, like my size for a black man would be maybe like, I'm going to go with like a eight inches, but it has to be girth. Oh, he probably has girth. That's what it is. So he's probably thick. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm in the game, baby. I'm in the game, baby. I'm seven inches, three, four, eight when it's warm out. With some nice girth. I'm in the game, baby. Hopefully you don't have a pencil dick. No, 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 no. I ain't got no pencil dick. You know how big my dick is here? Talk to me. (laughs) Married. That's how big my dick is. I'm married. That's good, though. You have a married big meat? I got married dick. Listen, she married you yeah. probably because you got something that she can think about that. I'll be honest, think I think my that. dick is You got smaller. the type of dick think, she could live with forever. I think I, my dick is smaller than it was when we first started dating. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I do think. I do what? think. Sometimes I be looking at my dick like, am I eating wrong? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? Here? Really? Yeah, I think uh, I'm doing too what? much cardio. You got that P.D. Davidson. What is that? <laughs> Just a smaller, it's a little smaller. P.D. Davidson. I don't... Huh? Nah, all right. We should. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't put we in that. Don't put we in that. Don't try to bring us together. Back to the tail. Yo, tail, what's the big bro. dick? <laughs> came in to get somebody some rest. Airball. Like, what the fuck? So, yo, you here for defense? Yeah, Robin. You here for defense and hustle, bro. We don't need you shooting, my boy. Yo, salute to my guy, Steve Harvey, man. Elevate you. Okay, he sent us a... uh. A box of this. He sent me a box of this to the crib too, man. Steve Harvey, man. This is this is great, man. Listen, I mean this sincerely. This is great. Let me tell you something about Steve Harvey. But can we say first of all what it is? It's like get your daily vitamins, get yeah. your minerals, get Absolutely. everything in the beginning of the day. This is brilliant. That's Everybody right. should be doing this. It's it is the easiest way to stay healthy, not be sick, feed your body with the That's nutrients right. it needs. That's right. And it's dope that a guy like Steve Harvey is investing in companies like this and building companies like this because he actually cares about people being healthy. But Steve, most of Steve's fortune, contrary to y'all popular belief, is not family feud. Most of Steve's fortune is through agriculture. Like, like, yes. Really? Yes. You've never gone in the grocery oh. store and seen Steve Harvey eggs? you no. never seen Steve Harvey bacon? Google it. Is this real? Man, Google it. Y'all don't know Big Steve. Y'all think y'all know Big Steve. I know Unc. That's that's somebody that I communicate with, you know, uh, pretty often. I actually, I think I've told this story before. I changed the name of my book to Black Privilege because of Steve Harvey because I wanted to name my book, um, my first book, I Don't Give a Fuck and Neither Should You, a self-help guide on how not to give a fuck. Mm. 
And I was with Steve Harvey down at his ranch because, you know, he does these, uh, these, these, these mentorship programs every year. And, um, he, we was riding around on, on, uh, not, not the four wheeler. What's one of the little, I don't know, like a little golf cart or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, he said, nah, player, that ain't it, player. He said, that ain't it. He said, you got too much to say, man. And these people need to give a fuck. You know, they need to give a fuck. Well, I was trying to do a Steve Harvey. I'm not Jamie Foxx, okay? Okay, I can't do a great Steve Harvey impression. Look at, Sorry, look at Taylor. Taylor looking up rings. No, she got no, no. Taylor got no. This is even better. Taylor got a targeted ad. Stop it. Taylor got a targeted ad. Wow, you get one phone call into the radio station. Somebody (laughs) wanted to hook up with you on OK Cupid. Now you looking up rings. So they send you targeted ads for a reason. That means you look at. They think. You're no, but they no. Well, the reason I sent it to you because they think that you're gonna need to buy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Fuck out of God damn! I might have been worse than the diet joke last week. <laughs> <laughs> that diet joke hurt my feelings. That diet joke, yeah. Huh? That diet joke, yeah. You came like, in looking slim today. I have people calling up, making fake stories about me on the radio station. What do you think I have? That, that wasn't fake. Basis? That wasn't fake. It was fake. That wasn't fake. Okay, Cupid. Taylor got an okay cheek. <laughs> did you, did you be honest? Did you hit the gym this weekend? Are you looking thinner? Because I believe you're looking thinner. From She's last wearing week. all black. I've been hitting the gym. Stop. <laughs> I mean, what this is. She's saying you're wearing all black. I did not. Uh, what, Taylor, I was sitting here. You know, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking right at me. You know, I didn't say anything. Y'all yeah. y'all I said, yo, stop talking to black women like that. Yo, let me go scroll up. Yo, scroll up. Just, what, just, yo, yo, scroll yo, up. Oh, you got to get it. Yo, Steve Harvey takes on the egg industry. Oh, that's a ghetto ass engagement ring brand, too. It's spelled an apostrophe gauge. <laughs> I know, I know they're not sending you to ghetto rings, Taylor. No way. That is crazy, Taylor. You about to get an apostrophe gauge? That's crazy. Yo, Taylor, the the hood rings are coming for you. Got a gauge? Yo, I'm a gauge. I got a gauge, Taylor's yo, marriage material. Yo, you trying to spend the rest of your life with me and shit, Shawty? Like, what? what I got to gauge her interest. <laughs> I got to gauge Taylor's interest if she wants to be married. <laughs> the longtime comedian is partnered with a food technology company. See, this is the ill part called 10AG Tech, hoping to revolutionize the way eggs are sold. Love it. Help connect the consumer, the everyday working person, to the farmer that feeds them, Harvey tells FoxBusiness.com. It's to accommodate the public outcry for freshness of their food. People want to know where their food is coming from. Because you know how they be having salmonella outbreaks and shit on the eggs and stuff? Yeah. When that happens, they got to throw out all the eggs. So he's got this technology that can mark the eggs, tell you where the eggs, what farm they came from, you know, what date they were hatched, all of that type of shit. So now you don't have to just necessarily throw out all the eggs when it's a salmonella outbreak. You know exactly what... Uh, ah, you know the batch. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yes. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. There's, yes. like an I, uh, there's like an ID applied yes. to the eggs. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I just remember, because this was 2016 when this article came out. I remember having a conversation about this with him. And he sold his first batch of eggs to Walmart. I'm, I don't need to put the number out there, but... Crazy. Just know. Crazy. Just know. Crazy. Just know. Yeah, he's an incredibly... Just know he wakes up and does radio because he wants to. That's the thing. Just know he does Family Feud because he wants to. (laughs) Yo, I think we got to start putting Steve Harvey up there with the the goats of industry. Who don't? I don't think that he... I think he's underappreciated. I genuinely mean that. That's one of my blueprints. You, maybe. But I think the average person doesn't recognize him for the things that he's doing outside of... uh, outside of comedy and outside of like hosting TV shows. Yeah. 
No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's one of, he's one of my blueprints. It's all about that. And he, he, I got this from him too. It's all about that horizontal money, baby. Mm. It's all about that horizontal money. That That's, money you're making when you're sleeping. Oh, mm. I, oh my bad. <laughs> I thought that was prostitution. It's hard. It is. Yeah, prostitution money is prostitution hard. Is hard money. Yeah, they lay down. Is what? They laying down. You laying down on top of them, That's giving right. them that good dick. That's right. That's right. That I good PDD. Say again. <sighs> Taylor, what else we got? Taylor? What did Taylor say? I, I saw her thinking, and I don't like what she thinks. I was like, why not? Yo, she'll take that fucking mic immediately. This week, she's thinking. <laughs> about to destroy the new we studio. Need, we do not need she's Taylor about to thinking. Destroy the new studio. <laughs> Taylor, Thanks, calm please. down. Taylor, calm fucking down. What else Taylor. we got, Taylor? Taylor, what size shoe are you? Big. You a seven and a half? What? I hate when people sigh. Why do people sigh? You, you know sigh. what I hate? I hate when people sit down next to you and sigh. I ain't about to ask you what the fuck is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me the fuck. <laughs> I hate that shit. Oh. <laughs> Don't you hate that? They stop doing that shit to you. Oh, oh. God. Pull the hands up. I look right at him too, like, like oh. yeah. It is hard. Life is hard, motherfucker. Hard deal with motherfucker, man. Yeah. Life is hard. Y'all, y'all. You want to go problem for problem? Tell that shit to another sucker. Yeah. All right. Um, man, what's yo? Shout out. Shout out Cameron and Mace's podcast. I haven't seen it yet. No, oh I'm my lying, god! What the fuck? The clips about? coming out from this are so goddamn funny, man, bro. These guys are just having the time of their life doing a pod. First of all, when has Cameron not been top five? Now we talk about top five. When has he not been top five funniest rappers alive? Never. Come on, stop, man. Never. Stop. There's never been a time in life where Cameron has not been alive. Bro, it's just so funny watching it. It's beautiful. Go check it out. It's called, it is, what is it called? It is what it is? It is what it, it is. is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And it is just fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, what, what, what did that shit say about Super Mario Brothers? Did you watch it yet? What you mean? I saw Super Mario two weeks ago, bro. I saw it that month. It came I out. I saw it as well. What are your thoughts? Um, oh, how many ways can I say classic? I just think it's phenomenal. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I don't, I don't know who enjoyed it more, me and my kids. <laughs> I really know it because I respect Greatness. Hmm. And Mario and Luigi are greatness. They have been entertaining us since the fucking 1980. Beckett. You know what I mean? Beckett. Like it, it, it warmed my heart when the movie came on and their, their, their logo is the fucking old school Nintendo shit, man. Like Beckett. I, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. And I hope that it goes on to be an amazing franchise, franchise which it will because if you stayed for the post credit scenes, you saw that goddamn egg hatch. Oh, no. With uh, Yoshi? With Yoshi, baby. Yeah, oh, they, they didn't show Yoshi come out. You just know it's you Yoshi. You just know what time it is. My little four-year-old was like, oh, that's Yoshi. You know what I'm saying? My, they don't play video games. Mm. That's how big Mario is. Yeah. Mario has uh, transcended video games. I loved it, man. I loved, I loved the storyline. I loved the, the, the... It was really fun. Very fun, but also very heartwarming. It was heartwarming. We'll, you know, never, we, we'll never be alone as long as we have each, each other. other. Boom. Oh. Boom. There's, um, you know who is absolutely fantastic in it? Who? Jack Black as Bowser. Oh, that was Bowser? And the reason he was so good as, as Bowser is because this is a younger movie. Like, we're in there watching it, knowing we're watching a kid's movie. There's nostalgia, but it's great for kids. It's not one of those, like, um, Pixar movies where it has an adult plot and a child plot. It did? 
Charlemagne. <laughs> Charlemagne the God. I thought it had an amazing adult plot, man. Charlemagne the God. Two young plumbers. Describe it, because you're going to figure out why you describe no, it. No, two young plumbers from New York City trying to figure life out. Everybody shits on them. Nobody feels like they have a purpose. That's really what it was about. They weren't opening that plumbing company because they wanted to just make money. They were trying to find their purpose in life. Family shitted on them. The uh, the other owner of the plumbing company, what was his name, the other dude that, that they used to work for? Spike. Shitting on them. Spike. They were looking for purpose. Yo, your video that you did about New York City yeah. before your comedy show yeah. is literally about purpose. It's about people trying to find that magic within. Yeah. They had to go within the pipelines of New York City <laughs> into the sewer, into this other world in order to find themselves. This guy's great. What do you mean? This guy's great. Who can't relate to that? No, I'm not saying it's not relatable, but Zootopia is a metaphor for like race relations. This wasn't really. <laughs> oh my. I never, saw it. I never 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 saw it. I don't even know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Up, I thought up, it was a festival. Up was it? I, it. <laughs> I did. I thought Dutopia was a festival. I don't know what that is. So uh, anyway, the the point is the uh, the Mario Brothers movie. It was oh yeah, what Jack Black did. He made Bowser. Bowser's the bad guy. Yeah, but he didn't make him so bad. That you don't, that you like absolutely hate him and you think he's incredibly evil. He was kind of funny and charming and then he would be mean, but at the same time, you're like, I kind of feel bad for him. He's, it, he was almost like, um, a bully in a teen movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you're like, uh, where you're like, oh, it's a shame that this guy is treating these other kids like this, but he's tr been treated shitty and that's why he does. Like Biff from Back to the Future, kind of. Yeah. Maybe, may, I, I don't remember as much a story of that, but like, but I don't know. I just thought it was so good. I thought the movie was so good. They actually made it lighter than the video game. Because in the video game... He's a wild boy. Bowser done kidnapped the princess. Yup. And you know what I'm saying? Mario got to go find her. Yup. This is better because he it gave you... He loves her. Yeah! Huh? He loves her. Bowser? Bowser loves the princess. Oh, yeah, yeah. He loves her. And, 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 and he's still trying... He's trying to, to pursue win her. her. Over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. He's trying to get that so, box. Yeah, both went with kids. Can Ooh. an adult... Didn't you go with your cousin? My wife is younger than me. She's not. She's not a child. I thought you said you went with like. No, yeah. no, I went with my wife. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, as an adult, if I went, I wouldn't look crazy going to a kids' movie. No, oh, you grew up nah. on Mars because this is era. really your movie. Okay, it ain't their movie. It's your movie. You think All you right. look crazy wearing Jordans? Nah. To these kids, they might be like, "Who's this old guy with the Jordans stop, on?" You know what I'm saying? Stop, I'm serious. Nah, like your kids think they think that shit is theirs. They like, "Yo, they, what you wearing Jordans for, OG? What the fuck you mean? Why am I wearing Jordans? They say that to you. You know what I mean? Alex swear he young, yo. <laughs> Stop it. He really does. He really <laughs> swear he young. He really young, like bro. 10 years old. Alex, you, I, yes, I do, but you got 20 years on a 15-year-old. So think about no. that. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, you Seriously. do, bro. Dude, yo, you old, bro. Stop. You old, bro. You old, bro. I'm putting old on You are old, bro. Don't stop putting old on bro. What's wrong with being old, bro? Respect the age, man. Longevity is great. You old, bro. I respect your old And you look like shit. That's just raw hate. Yo, you old, you look like shit. You know what I mean? Your home sucks. My dermatologist told me that shit the other day. She was like, man, people be coming to me talking about, I don't think I really need to see you because I look 26. <laughs> and dog ears. <laughs> Yo. Wait a minute. Wait, what are you saying? You personally or they? No, no, no. Other people. People come to her and be like, yo, I look 26. You know what I mean? Uh, my my dermatologist ghosted me, bro. Really? 
Yeah. I slid in the DMs again, trying to get another appointment. They act like they're not seeing my DMs. Well, what should I do about that? Find another dermatologist. Should I go to Dr. Natasha Sandy? She can do you. Yeah. She does all skin. Absolutely. But I don't want to be lighter. Absolutely. I'm gonna be see-through. She's gonna make me she gonna make me a ghost from Mario, bro. Just an asshole for no reason. For no reason. For no reason. Imagine I start going to Dodge Land, you just seeing books behind my head on the podcast every week. Shout out Dr. Natasha Sandy, bro. She gave me some cream. You know what I mean? Listen. My head disappeared. <laughs> um, AI-generated Drake in the weekend song goes viral. Tried to warn y'all about the dangers of AI last week. Have, you, have, y'all, have y'all changed your mind over the past week? About a lot, a lot has happened with AI over the past week. I don't think AI is real. Explain. Felt it was a good take. Didn't really think it through. Okay. But uh, <laughs> okay. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real. I think that Drake in the weekend put that song out together. Did you see Joe Rogan post uh, a, a AI generated Joe also Rogan episode that sounds just like the real thing? Stop it! It does not sound like Joe. It sounds like Kermit the Frog. Shit! Joe posted that shit. Joe said this is a slippery slope, guys. If, you, you know what I'm saying? He said we're. He said what? What do you say? We're in for a slippery ride, guys, or some shit like that. Hell yeah! Listen, that shit sounded real to me. Other than the fact that they were saying that they were actually computer generated. You know what else was scary? Uh, the woman in Arizona who got a phone call from her daughter about, oh, that shit as well. She got a phone call from her daughter and her daughter, damn, Taylor caught that shit with her fucking mouth. That's cool. <laughs> Taylor, you like are better than a fucking seal. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, um, that was nice what but you yo, did there right the, there. Yeah. The, the woman in Arizona got a phone call yep. and it was her daughter, right? So you're saying that- Yelling and screaming. And then a guy got on the phone and was like, yo, send us a million dollars right now. I'm going to motherfucking drug her and have my fucking See, way with her. Honestly, this is my concern about AI is that it steals hardworking people's jobs. And like there are Nigerian That's scammers that no longer can do what AI does. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they're, they're Flintstones compared to this Jetson shit. Wow. It, it, it's not even close. That was a bar. It's not even I mean, close. That was fire what you just did right there. Have you done that before? <laughs> that was really cool. That was really fire. Have you said that before? That's great. I don't know. That is great. Flintstones and his Jets and shit. Look at that. Arizona mother describes AI phone scam, faking daughters, kidnapping. And by the way, this has been happening to a lot of people. Like ever since she told her story, there's been people saying, yo, this shit happened to me in December. This shit happened to me last year. And they be sending the money because they don't fucking know. Call your daughter. She did. But she she happened to be somewhere. Because think about it. When you're in that situation, you don't want to get off the phone. She just happened to be somewhere with a bunch of other mothers and they saw how distraught she was. So they started making phone calls like calling the husband, like somebody call her daughter and see where her daughter is. The daughter was like, what are you talking about? I'm at camp. I'm mm. right here right now. You know what I mean? Oh, how old is the daughter? Uh, it's in her teens. She was like in her teens. She That's an inside teens. job, bro. Someone had to know that the daughter's at camp. That's an inside job. That's Maybe. like your, your brother, your sister, your cousins or somebody that you know is doing that shit. But they explained how it is. They say all they need is three seconds of your voice. And then they can figure it they out. They can mimic your voice with inflection and emotion and everything. Uh, I don't know if y'all realize this or not. They've got data on us over the last 30 years. Oh, they can mimic the fuck out of our voice. Everybody. Yeah. Like, if you've been on TikTok, if you've been on Instagram Live, if you've been on any of this shit, they got all your data. Yeah. We talking about Gucci Man clones. 
They've been cloning us for the last 30 years. All these motherfuckers talking about, they can't get yeah, me like that. Yeah. Have you been on social media for the last 30 years? Yeah, they got you already. Got that ass. And we don't, here's the thing. We, we, we don't even got to go as deep as world leaders. Somebody calls you right now, shows. Like, yo, man, I want you to hear this. It's your wife talking to Akash about hooking up. Yo. <laughs> Come on, yo. Why, why, yo, why you even made me think about that? Why would you even make me think about that, bro? That's funny, everybody. Why would you made me think about it? You you put a fucking thought in my head that didn't need to be in my head ever. Why would you do that? Talk about AI though. Yeah, but but you in my head it ain't AI. It's real in my head. He's gonna be so bad at Akash later for no reason. (laughs) So imagine what AI'll do. Now think about how you feel about me just saying that. Imagine you heard the phone. Why did you do that? It doesn't need to be done. It's one of those things that doesn't need to be done. Okay, imagine you at work. <laughs> yeah. Right? Imagine you at work and somebody, you hear a call between two work co-workers talking shit about you. Yeah. So now you run up in your job ready for smoke. Mm. And it's AI. You calling your wife like, you fucking around with Akash? It's AI. But you just did it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I don't get. Like, I don't understand why you just did it for a second time and then forced me to think about it for the second time. I'm just trying to get you to understand no, 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 how no, bad no, no. this shit can be, yo. I know how bad it can be. I know how bad it can be. What I'm trying to understand oh, is man. why I'm getting erect thinking about it. Dude, that's the thing son, that's really that weird. That that's a wild cuckold. He was cuckold. a wild boy, bro. You <laughs> see? Curry cuckolding is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just need you to know. That, that is crazy, yo. That Charlotte. is fucking crazy. Charlotte, you are. That is crazy. <laughs> what is that? that is He's on a roll. He's on a roll. Why would He's that? on a roll. <laughs> I got to do with the curry cuckold. Oh, that's, that's nuts, dude. That is fucking nuts. <laughs> Let's do some asking idiots, Taylor. What do we have here? Oh, this is a good one. D Gill eighty eight says, "What's been your biggest loss, and how did y'all come back from it?" Ooh, I've never had any losses, only lessons. I know that sounds cliche for people to say, but there's nothing. That's what you'll realize the older you get and the longer you live. There never really was a loss. Anything that you think you lost. If you learned from it, you actually gained. You know what I mean? I've never lost anything I was supposed to have, ever. I don't feel like I've ever lost anything I was supposed to have. Hmm. I've always got, I've always, I've always taken the lesson, you know, out of it. Like, I can't, I honestly cannot look at my life and say, I've had a big loss. You know? Hmm. I I really haven't. I'm trying to think. That's a great question. What's the greatest loss? Because I think you have so many times where you take an L. There's so many times where you look foolish. There's so many times where you look stupid. Word. If you do learn from so- something from it that propels you to a place that you weren't before, then that's really a W. It just took you longer to get the W. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's an interesting. I don't know. There's not something that I look back on and I constantly lament. I think that there are things that I wish I did differently, but I learned a lot from those things. So it's hard. I think that's the thing about having like perspective. It's like if you're able to like switch your perspective, it's easy to focus on these negative things that happen in your life. But like if you're able to switch your perspective and go, oh, wow, I learned that from that moment, I have to be more prepared for this in the future. Or 
I have to understand myself better or yada, yada, yada. So it's not to say that I haven't taken fucking tons of L's in my life, like hundreds, thousands, but there's not a specific situation where I'm constantly thinking about it. I wishing I did different because I feel like it's got me to a better place. I think, I think, you know, it's interesting when we throw that word L around because L is, 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 is like the, uh, uh, the beginning of all of these things that we would use to talk about these mistakes. Life, right? Mm. Loss, mm. lessons. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like those are L's. Like life is, life is literally begins with an L for a reason. It's just one big L. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just one big learning lesson. Like anything that I would consider a loss, I promise you I learned from here's, it. Here's a, a it came a, back better. A surface right. level loss. Completely service level okay. nonsense bullshit. Went out to a nice restaurant the other night with my wife. It was our first night out uh, drinking for a while. And uh, we had this fucking great time. And like, uh, we saw that they were showing like the, the, the fancy steaks to some tables where they would like... Oh, yo, that money bag, your restaurant. No, not that <laughs> one. But, uh, but basically, they come out, they show the steak uncooked. And you show all the marbling in the steak and it looks, there's like a few different options. It looks beautiful. And, uh, so we asked the waiter, like, oh, what's up with those steaks? And they came by and there was these different steaks and there was a $600 porterhouse. Nah, fuck that. And I was like, I don't know if we really need to do it. And my wife was like, yeah, that's way too expensive. Let's not do it. And then the guy was like, this is the Queen Elizabeth of steaks. It's the best steak there is. Why would you want to eat Queen Elizabeth? Hmm. Uh, that's ripe. I don't know. There's, there's age, there's age appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, basically, basically we go, you know what? Fuck it. This is our first night out in a while. Let's just go do it. And we order the steak and I'm not shitting you. It's one of the better restaurants in the city. It was trash. It was so bad, right? This is again, a surface level L. And here I was in this moment where I was just like, oh, let's try the nicest thing thinking it's going to be so much better than everything else. And it just wasn't, right? And, but... I, you know, we shifted perspective and it was like, yeah, we took this massive loss on this fucking steak and, but we had the best night. We had a great night. We were right. laughing at ourselves, being so stupid for doing that. And literally the next night, the guy who runs the restaurant hit us back like, yo, I heard the steak was trash. I just refunded you for the steak. Wow. So it was a cool thing where it was like, instead of just focusing on how like I was just going for the nicest thing and worried about missing out or whatever, I was focused on this great time I had with my wife and uh, yeah, we got a shitty fucking steak, but we had a great time. And then the next day, the guy hits me back. So like, I can't look at that at, and I get the money back for the steak. I can't look at that as an L. It was. I was stupid for like going for the fancy thing that isn't worth the price. But I don't know. Mate. Who knows how the, the world works? The manager at the restaurant was thinking about that L he would take if you went on flagrant or goddamn brilliant. Then he has to talk about how yeah, trash yeah, yeah. that steak was. But the fact that he gave us the money back, that's why y'all would right. never know the restaurant. That's right. <laughs> that's right. How did he know that the steak was bad? You know, I think, you know Andrew told the waiter. <laughs> you know, you cause really because they ask you they, at those French restaurants. They ask you how'd you enjoy the food. Yeah, come on, so you gotta, you gotta get, always listen, say, "Oh, when, it was good," even when it's not. When you pay more money than you're comfortable for something, you expect way more. Yeah. And when it doesn't live up to that expectation, at least me, I'm very vocal about uh, that shit. Okay. Like if I'm at a diner and like the eggs aren't cooked like I asked, I love diners. I know that they don't give a fuck about the eggs. I don't give a fuck about the eggs. I'm paying $5 for eggs. It is what it is. It's this beautiful thing and we love it. 
When you go to the fancy shit that's charging six hundred dollars for man. a piece of a cow, come on, man, and this shit isn't six hundred dollars, come on, man. you gotta let them know. Mm. By the way, six hundred dollars is a down payment on a cow. Cows, on average, that's cost, true. They cost between like two and five grand for a good cow. So that's like a down. You can pay a six hundred dollars cow, bro. Cow, bro, could have bought a cow. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, Jayton thirty eight hundred says, if you were suddenly arrested for no reason, what would your friends and family think you did? Hmm. My friends and family would have no idea. Like, what the fuck happened? Shit, I, I can't think of nothing I'd get arrested for at this point. Oh, I know for 100%. 100%. I know what you get arrested for. What, driver's suspended license? No. What? Penis? What? Not even penis. What the fuck did you say, Taylor? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that was wild. Taylor, what One, the fuck did you just yeah, say? Why did you say penis? That's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. No. Taylor, put that lip to you. Put that goddamn microphone in your mouth right now. Whoa. I need the world Taylor, to hear what you just said to me. Why would you ever disrespect me in that way? <laughs> Yo, why? Taylor, what did you just say? I need, to, I need the world <laughs> to hear what you just said. What you think I would get arrested for? Something with penis. What the fuck? <laughs> what do I have you question? were trying to treat by Pete. And you huh? know how he was just like, you just gotta get it out. Like, <laughs> do y'all know what she's saying? <laughs> I think she's saying you like dicks, man. That's what she's saying. And I think she's saying you like him so much that you tried to rob one or steal one or something <laughs> like that. Like, Pay for one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, paying is not illegal. You did something illegal. You I mean, if it's a prostitute. Oh, that's a good answer. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know and I think you would get arrested for it immediately. You're going to say penis. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> A big old pee-pee. <laughs> do you ever do that? Oh, man. Do what? <laughs> do you ever, like, just hug Pete's penis thinking it's a treat? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, being uh, a D-hugger to calm yourself is crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Love Azar says, how long is Schultz keeping that haircut? Oh, oh now I'm keeping it, bro. <laughs> now I'm keeping it. I think I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with it now. Done. Locked in. Okay. Uh, Abel Kasha. This is a good... You want to end on it? No, I want to go to that. I like this one. This is a, we, can go, I want, we can do another one after this one, but I like this one. Scroll up a little bit more. Abel Kasha says, how can you improve your self-esteem without looking for validation from others? Excellent question. Um, how can you improve your self-esteem without looking for validation from, from others? Don't seek the validation of others. That's why it's called yeah, self-esteem. I think what she's saying is, there, or he's saying, is that uh, he, he feels better when he's validated by others. So he thinks that that's self-esteem, but in reality, that's... You'll never be happy. Yeah, you got to look. Yeah, yeah. If your validation comes from other people, you will never, ever be happy because there's nobody who knows you better than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know all your deepest, darkest secrets. You know who you are truly and nobody else does. So how can you expect anyone else to fuck with you the way that you fuck with you, El Bacasa? You know what I'm saying? You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to look in the mirror and say to yourself, I am him. Yeah, and you also got to like set standards for what makes somebody great that aren't necessarily societal That's standards. right. That's right. Because we might look up to these people who are in like movies or TV shows, but they might be pieces of shit to their family. That's right. And like, I don't know, I wouldn't consider that great. You know, someone who takes care of their family, I consider a way greater man than someone who's just in a movie. A hundred percent. So like, what are your standards for being a great person? And if you live up to those standards, then you'll have high self-esteem. Greatness, success, 
All that shit is subjective, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know some very happy garbage men. Take care of their family. That's right. Side bitches galore. Got benefits. Benefits you know what I'm saying? also. Really enjoy picking up the trash. I'm not even joking when I say this. Like, yeah. I know some really good, I, I'm talking about literally, I know some really happy people who do, do it, who are garbage men for a living. Yeah. They are extremely happy. Yeah, happiness is not necessarily a function <laughs> of your job. If you love what you do, it's a function of your job. But just because you make money at what you do doesn't mean it's going to make you happy. You know how many people make money at their job and hate they their job? They hate that shit. They're not walking to work like the way that we do. At all. Yeah. Not even a little bit. So, yeah, uh, self-esteem is called self-esteem for a reason. It starts with self. What's the one you wanted us to see, Taylor? Yeah. Oh, this is a good... Now, this is a fantastic question. Alaskan Anthony said, Why is Lenard's style so plain? Lenard is me. My style is playing because I don't care about that type of shit. You know, it's so funny, man. Um, I can't believe that we're at a point where older people, I understand when kids feel that way, but when you have like older people that are over 40 who still equate what you're wearing mm. to how much money a person has, mm. that's insane to me. Mm. That's insane. And, you know, since I was a young, young lad, uh, my dad, would be driving around Moss Corner and he'd be pointing at certain people and he'd be like, you see that person right there? That's the richest man in Moss Corner. And this person wouldn't have on no design and nothing. This person would have on a plain T-shirt and some jeans, but he would own half of the town. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, for me, I don't care. I, I genuinely don't care about shit like that. If I didn't have uh, a, a, a stylist named Ty Turner who would make me dress up for certain shit, I'd be wearing a t-shirt and jeans every goddamn mm -hmm. way. You know what I mean? An occasional suit every now and then because that shit doesn't mean nothing to me. Do, do you care about that type of shit? What about dressing? Yeah. I th I like fashion as like expression. Yeah. I mean, what my wife dresses me to be completely honest with you, but like I admire people who dress well. I think it's a really cool thing. No, I, I admire people who dress well for no reason. Those are the people who you know dress well. And the people who dress well for no reason and they don't have on no like super expensive shit. They just know how to put that shit exactly. together. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think it looks cool when you just have everything on your body. It's like Dior this or Gucci that. Louis that's right. On. Like I think that's, that's, right. that's whack. But like an old Italian dude that just knows how to dress well or like a, some old French dude you're just looking at you're just like, oh wow, you are sick. Like I think like Nile will be putting that shit on. Yeah, you know Nyla's great at Nyla dressing. be yeah. putting that shit on and yeah. she don't, she just, Nyla go to the thrift store. Yeah. I had a, I had another homegirl like that, Poe, salute to Poe, Poe Johnson, Poe, Poe be putting that shit on. Just, yeah. she yeah, know how to put that shit together. Yeah, that's yeah. true because you're going to wear something that's, you know, people might not. Kayla dresses like me, don't listen to her. Um, you guys do wear similar things oftentimes. She does. She yeah. dresses just like I like, like to be me. comfortable. We know, we know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dallas O'Brien. What do you want to end with? Dallas O'Brien or producer Omega? What, uh, and then how do you... Uh, uh, either one. All right. Dallas O'Brien says, how do you know when you've met the one? Did y'all know right when you met your wives? Yes. Yes. Second date, I mean. Absolutely. What makes it? I mean... I, I don't know. I just knew. I, I I knew when we were kids. I literally knew when we were kids. That's going to be my wife. You knew you wanted to get married? Yeah. I knew that was going to be my wife. Absolutely. 100%. I knew that for, first time. What does that mean? Like, they want to know explanation. 
sounds like you want to know. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, it does no, sound no, no, like no, no. Okay, I'll say that too. I want to know because people always like, like, how I does that knew. feel? What does that mean? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, Chad. I'm just, <laughs> why are you so angry? I'm saying this is somebody who loves you. Why are you so angry right now? What does that mean? What do you mean you felt it? What did you feel? I'm saying this is somebody who loves you. You know, you my niece. I don't think anybody will ever feel that way towards you. Um, producer Omega you are says, are you serious? what are the last sick. jobs safe <laughs> from the AI takeover? Anyway, keep trying to read. Pro- we heard Omega. you. No, producer Omega. I didn't even say nothing. <laughs> producer Omega says, what are the last jobs safe from the AI takeover? Oh Want to end with that one? God. What are the last <laughs> jobs safe from the AI takeover? Uh, being Taylor's husband. <laughs> 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 Greatest podcast alive. <laughs> no doubt. If I told y'all I was thinking that, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> throw that alley. Yeah, I was thinking. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. As always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart. You think we're intelligent. You think we're brilliant. You're absolutely right. But if you listen to this podcast, you think we're just a couple of idiots who don't know shit. You're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace. What you gonna do now?